Hey everyone, one quick note before we begin this episode. So a bit of exciting news. Scripture for Today has become its own podcast. So next week will be the last week that you can find these episodes on the Aliso Creek Church podcast. There's a link to the Scripture for Today podcast in the show notes, so click it and subscribe on Apple or Spotify, or you can listen on the new host site, which the link will direct you to. We've loved getting to make these devotionals, and we're hoping that this new format will help it to grow and expand. If you have any questions, always feel free to reach out to me. My email is nick, N-I-C-K, at alisocreekchurch.org. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouths will declare your praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The scripture for today is Luke 20, verses 1 through 9. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's word as we listen to The Church's One Foundation by Samuel John Stone and Samuel Sebastian Wesley, arranged here by the Norton Hall Band. In this arrangement, the 19th century hymn is placed in a contemporary context with keyboard, electric worship band, and drums, but the original melody and text are preserved.
Luke chapter 20, verses 9 through 19. And he began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and let it out to tenants and went into another country for a long while. When the time came, he sent a servant to the tenants so that they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent another servant. But they also beat him and treated him shamefully and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent a third. This one also they wounded and cast out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Let us kill him so that the inheritance may be ours. And they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When they heard this, they said, Surely not. But he looked directly at them and said, What then is this that is written? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. The scribes and the chief priests sought to lay hands on him at that very hour, for they perceived that he had told this parable against them, but they feared the people. One of Jesus' favorite ways to teach is through parables, which are essentially short stories crafted in order to get across a main point. If Jesus preaching a sermon is sort of like him coming through the front door, parables are almost like him coming through the back door. They're sneakier. They pull you into the story. And it's only after you've been pulled in do you realize the challenging point he's putting in front of us. One of the first keys to reading a parable is to understand Jesus' audience. In this scene, Jesus has been in the temple preaching the gospel message to the crowds, and the religious leaders approach him and challenge his authority. So he launches into this parable. And throughout this story, he essentially retells the narrative of the Old Testament. As the man planted a vineyard, so God established his people Israel. And as time went along, the owner sent his servants to go to his vineyard to receive some of its fruit. However, each time he sent a servant, the tenants would mistreat him, beat him up, and send him away empty-handed. These servants signify the prophets that God would send to his people. And these tenants signify these religious leaders who are supposed to be in charge and take care of the flock. Then eventually the owner sends his own beloved son to the vineyard. But instead of receiving him, respecting him, treating him as the Lord of the vineyard, what do they do? They kill him. And as the gospel of Luke is nearing its conclusion, Jesus foretells what will happen to him. These religious leaders will plot to kill God's own son, and this parable concludes by Jesus asking, what do you think the owner will do to these tenants of the vineyard, these tenants who rejected his prophets and ultimately murdered his own beloved son? Well, verse 17 says that Jesus looked directly at these religious leaders as he said that, making it clear that he was talking about them. And he quotes Psalm 118, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Surprisingly, the murder of Jesus won't be the end of God's plan of salvation. It will actually lead to it. The crucifixion of Jesus will become the cornerstone, the foundation of God's redemption. Verse 19 tells us that the religious leaders knew exactly what Jesus was saying, and they did not like it. They wanted to arrest him right then and there, but they feared the crowds. 
In verse 18, however, Jesus expands this parable out to more than just the religious leaders. He puts it in front of us as well. He states that everyone who falls on the stone will be broken to pieces. The religious leaders will face a serious judgment for crucifying God's son. But Jesus is also saying that everyone has to deal with him. All of us have to decide what to do with Jesus, the cornerstone. Will we reject him like the religious leaders? Will we agree with the things we like about him but set aside the things we don't? Will we domesticate him into someone that never challenges us? Will we reject Jesus' lordship so that we can stay lords of our own lives? There are so many subtle ways to make the same mistake that the religious leaders do in this parable, to reject the son. Instead, today, may we embrace him. May we surrender to him. May we rest on him as our foundation, as the true cornerstone of our lives. Close now with this prayer from Ambrose. Let us take refuge like deer beside the fountain of waters. Let our soul thirst as David thirsted for the fountain. What is the fountain? Listen to David. With you is the fountain of life. Let my soul say to this fountain, when shall I come and see you face to face? For the fountain is God himself. Amen.